Did you know Super Awesome Mix has an app? Go to the Apple App Store today and download Super Awesome Mix. It's free. You could start creating and sending your own digital mixtapes in just a few clicks. Also, there's links to our Instagram account and a link where you can follow your favorite podcast. Speaking of which... Welcome back to another Super Awesome Mix. My name is Matt Sidholm alongside my co-host and co-founder of Super Awesome Mix, Samer Abusabi. Samer, how are we doing this week? Doing real well. Um, excited for a new format of our of our show today. You know, we like to kind of mix things up, if you will, on the Super Awesome Mix show. <laughs> and this this is no exception today. That's right. A whole new format for us. What we're doing here, it's a little bit of a battle mix, Okay. So the theme is songs with the same title that are very different songs. Okay. So we kind of went through these are, this is going to be a mega mix. So we each picked essentially 12 songs, so six pairs of songs, same exact title, but by different artists. And uh, the range on some of these, I think is just incredible. So it's going to be really interesting. Yeah. This one was so much fun to put together. Um, I ended up with like a list of 50 to, I could have kept going, like 50 to 100 songs of, of you know, same title, completely different songs. Um, so it's kind of fun. And, and it makes sense, right? Because there's really only so many ways you can title some songs. But um, it was a lot of fun to kind of to pair these together. And some of these are really, really fun in the regard of like just how different they are. And, and we'll get into all of that. So hopefully... Um, you know, after this mix, you're inspired to go pick out some of your own winners of, of songs that have the same title. All right. So let's get into it. Our first battle. The title is Go by the Black Keys and Blink 182. Yeah, I had to uh, I had to start with a title called Go just because of the nature of the title. And, you know, it's the start of the start of the mix. So we're hitting go on this one. Um, but you know, these are two bands that I absolutely love. It would be really hard for me to pick a winner, but of course I had to. And so I went with Blink-182 only because, um, the, you know, the Black Keys track sounds like a Black Keys track, but the Blink-182 album at the time was like a huge departure from what they were sounding like. So, you know, they kind of hit the scene, very pop punk, you know, very punk sound, and then all of a sudden they got this album, the self-titled Blink-22 album, that was just like much darker and kind of paved the way and, and laid the foundation for like their next sound, the next generation of their sound. Um, so I was obsessed with it. I thought like, this is really interesting. You know, and we talked about how Blink-22 would pepper in kind of these like darker sounds in the middle of like these really funny off off key or offbeat like tracks. Um, and so I think they finally found like their groove here and, and, you know, introduced like an entire album of kind of darker sounding, um, music and, and topics and whatnot. So, um, I have, I went with Blink-22, but I'm curious which one you picked. I went with the Black Keys. Oh, yeah. snap. Okay. I, wow. Yes. Um, I, I love, you know, every time I hear a Black Keys song, it reminds me that I should listen to the Black Keys more. Right. right. I, do, I do love their sound. Now, I do agree with you. This is a departure for Blink-182, which I can appreciate. And actually, I use some of that same reasoning later in one of my battles. But I think um, I'm going to go with with the Black Keys. I just I don't think I was fully into 
the emotional through line on the Blink-182 song. I think that's what kind of threw me off. I was like, you know, I get it. I appreciate they're changing things up and kind of expressing a little bit more here. But I think uh, I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go with the Black Keys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this battle mix is a huge mistake because I'm just so upset right now. I <laughs> We just started. What? There's like 11 more left. (laughs) I just, I need a moment. I'm beside myself. Um, (laughs) All jokes aside, your first pick, um, two really good ones. I loved, I loved the differences in this one. So this is Would I Lie to You is the the track name. And your first one is by Charles and Eddie. And the second one by the, the Eurythmics. Yeah, realizing these two songs had the same title was actually kind of the inspiration for this mix. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I bet there's a bunch of situations like this of two songs that sound nothing alike that have the same title. Um, Charles and Eddie did theirs in 1992. The Eurythmics was back in 1985. Um, here's the thing. The Charles and Eddie sound, song sounds very dated, right? Like yeah. you, You're definitely going to tell this is from a specific era. And we had these in order on the mix of the Charles and Eddie song, uh, which isn't bad. And and actually like charted. This was like the, their one big hit. And then the Eurythmics start and you get the guitar and then the horns kick in and you've got Annie Lennox's voice. And uh, I declared this an early round knockout. I mean, I was like, oh, this one's over. Because <laughs> like, once, <laughs> once the horn started in the Eurythmics version of Would I Lie to You, I was like, yep, this one's over. I'm, I'm stepping in. I'm calling this one. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, shout out to Charles and Eddie. I mean, you got to the finals there, but I mean, the Eurythmics win. Yeah, this is like a, this is a college national football championship game with... Uh... <laughs> With an SEC team and any other team on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> they really need to do something about, about the CFP because it is not, it's not been very, very good lately. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a first quarter route. No, no doubt. I agree yeah, with you. I yeah. agree. Um, I, yeah, I love the Eurythmics version. Like it's like a Motown in eighties, like came together, like, and produced a song. That's kind of how I, I viewed it. Um, just because of her vocals and, and the synth and everything. It was awesome. So that one is a clear winner. No argument there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, all right. Next up, the title is true love and the battle is angels and airwaves versus Coldplay. Yeah, um, this one is, you know, I'm going to have to go ahead and pick the Angels and Airwaves song. I'm going to call it here right at the top. So (laughs) the reason being, um, similar to what you said, it reminded me how much I love Angels and Airwaves. Like, I I hadn't really listened to them in a while. This was a band that was formed when Blink-182 went on hiatus, and it wasn't clear if, like, they were going to come back or not. Um, So Tom DeLonge, you know, joined this band. And yeah, again, I think you, they really, you know, he got to kind of explore that darker sound and stuff. But why I love this track and why I think it beats the Coldplay one, uh, two reasons. One, it's got that, you know, classic Sammer song feel of like there's a buildup and it's like this amazing long intro before you get into it. And like a lot of their songs sound like that. So I absolutely love that. And then two, the thing about the Coldplay song that kind of upsets me is like, it's called True Love. But then the lyrics are like, tell me you love me, but if you don't, then lie. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> this is this is terrible advice. And, and that's certainly not what I would consider true love. So 
Coldplay, Chris Martin, what are you doing? What are you doing, man? <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, 100% agree with you. True Love by Angels and Airwaves gets the win here. Um, I loved the two-minute long intro into the song. Um, I thought that would be really cool live, you know, to hear them kind of build that up because they probably stretch that out even longer in a live version. Um, neither one of these songs has a lot of lyrics, which I thought was interesting. Like both of them are just more a kind of instrumentation than they are kind of heavy lyrics. But um uh, totally agree with you that the Coldplay song ends up kind of being a bummer yes. when it's called True Love while Angels and Airwaves, I mean, this is actually a love song. So, you know, I didn't appreciate being tricked by Chris Martin. And so I had to give the win to Angels and Airwaves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah come on chris yeah um all right your uh next pick so track number four on the mix is you got it um by the new kids on the block and by roy orbison yeah i think um i mean first of all it's comical to match up new kids on the block and roy orbison right yes uh, you'd never be able to tell when New Kids song came out. Wait, hold on. That's not right. Um, you know exactly when the song came out by listening to it. Um, <laughs> it's so dated. The Roy Orbison song, I feel like, is a little bit more uh, timeless, honestly. it's uh, It came out after his death. In, uh, it came out in like 1989. So these songs actually came out about the same time, which is kind of interesting. Um, obviously very different audiences between the two of them, but I think, uh, you know, Roy Orbison takes one, you know, kettle drum baton and knocks out all five new kids on the block here and wins this one. Um, so giving another early round knockout, like, trust me, listeners, I've got some fierce battles coming later, but you know, I came with a little bit of an undercard here where they, these may not be the best matchups. And then later on it gets a little tougher, but yeah, this one I feel like is an easy Roy Orbison win. Yeah, I got to agree with you. Um, I, like, just, again, always forget how much I love Roy Orbison. It's just got this great nostalgic feel to the song. It's, like, so calming and beautiful. Um, and, yeah, I, you know, with much respect to New Kids on the Block, it's got to go to Roy. I'm not even going to give them all that much respect. I'm going to be <laughs> honest. Hold on. I've just been handed a note. Danny from New Kids on the Block is on the show next week. (laughs) Golly. (laughs) We're going to have to edit this out. He's not going to be happy. That's going to be a topic of conversation. That's all right. Our our PR will handle it. We'll do some cleanup. It's fine. All right. Track five, our fifth battle here. The title is Growing Pains. Okay, first of all, shout out to the theme song from the TV show Growing Pains, which was not titled Growing Pains, but it's very timeless. Um, but the title here is Growing Pains. It's by Ludacris featuring Wilson and Keon Bryce and Alessia Cara. Yes, um, this one is a tough one. I I do not know. It was it was like a tough one for me to kind of pick a winner because they are very different songs. Um, and I love both of these artists tremendously. Um, but I think... Only because of what happens later in the mix. I'm going to have to go with the Alicia Cara version of this song. <laughs> um, what happens later in the mix? Wow. Okay. Okay. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> I know. I mean, we got to we gotta keep people listening all the way to the end, you know. So now now you're really curious what happens later. Um, 
but yeah you know what like i i love Ludacris, but he doesn't even show up until like the third verse on that track um which is great so um i think you know alicia cara being on on the entire track the whole way through and also just being a great song i also love like kind of the outro where she speeds up a little bit and the beat gets a little bit quieter behind her it just sounds so good and it's the reason i listen to that song over and over and over again whereas um it's been a beat since i've listened to Ludacris. um so i i went with the alicia cara's version Okay, this is interesting. So I like both of these songs. I had not heard either of these songs prior to this battle. Um, I, you know, Alicia, Alessia Cara's voice, you know, is incredible, of course. Um, you're right. There's not a ton of Ludacris on here, but he does make an appearance on his own track, of course. Um, but similar to, you know, the logic you used earlier on the Black Keys and Blink 182. I actually gave the edge here to Ludacris because this song is so different from what I normally expect from him. You know, they both had similar themes about kind of growing up and sort of the difficulties with that. Um, the Ludacris version is a little bit more kind of a look back while Alessia Carr is kind of a little bit more in the present moment. But, you know, for being a little bit more of a departure, giving the edge to Ludacris here. Nice. All right. All right. Well, my tracks have split decisions. I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, you've but remember, I have like a little bit more of an undercard feel. Like I arrange them so like the easy ones would be first. I don't think true, true. I don't think the rest of mine are that easy. All right, let's see. So your next pairing, uh, the track is "Holiday," and the battle is between Green Day and Madonna. Okay, could two songs be any more different with the same title <laughs> no, not really. than these two? Okay. <laughs> Madonna, this was her first hit single. It got to number 16 on the Billboard 100. So that, that was her first song in the top 100 in the U.S. Um, I mean, Holiday, it's, it's a classic. It, it's got this like disco dance feel to it. I'm sure there's 100 remixes on Spotify of this song. Um, and so everybody knows that one. Um, now then along, you know, around 2006 or so, you know, Green Day comes out with this, uh, this song called Holiday and it is decidedly a, a protest song. <laughs> and, yes. um, you know, to hear them talk about this song, I mean, they are very much like this is a, this is an FU to the, uh, George W. Bush administration at the time. They consider this an anti-war song. And, you know, they, they say in the, you know, one of the lyrics in the song is this is our lives on holiday. And it kind of, kind of result, you know, uh, what they're talking about there is the apathy that a lot of people approach things with at that time where, you know, there, there wasn't as much care as to what was going on and what was really happening in the world, um, at that time. So, um, so again, do I want the dance poppy version, the dance poppy anthem? of Madonna or, or kind of the more political, politically charged green day song. Um, I had a lot of trouble with this one because it's also a significant song in Madonna's career. Um, but I'm giving green day the win. I just love this song. Every time holiday comes on, I get really fired up and nice. I get really into it. The Madonna song is, is nice and it was great to revisit that one. But, um, yeah, I just I just think uh, Green Day takes the title here. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to also go Green Day on this one. Um, but mine is is a much kind of simpler thing. I didn't listen much to Madonna. She was like a little bit before my time. <laughs> um, 
And, you know, I just, I, I never got super into her music. There were obviously some tracks that I listened to and, and I have a huge respect to her musical career. This is not a shot at her at all. It's just like what I grew up listening to. Green Day was much more in my, <laughs> in my rotation um, than, than Madonna. So I think, you know, uh, with with a personal bias here, I'm going to go with the Green Day song, but but also <laughs> because of the point that you just mentioned at the end, which is if these two songs came on, I'm willing to bet more people are going to want to. I don't know. I, this might be controversial. I feel like more people are going to want to skip the the Madonna song because it does sound so dated, and <laughs> and play the Green Day version song because I think it could still be released today and get airtime. So that's uh, that's why I think the the Green Day one wins out. Yeah, and it has to be the original Madonna version. Like, you can't, like, please right. don't send us this, like, super dance mix that makes that song, like, 50 times better. Like, don't, don't do that. Right. <laughs> right. We're talking about the original album version right. of Holiday. Exactly. But yeah. yeah, agreed. All right. Your next battle. The title is Take a Bow, and it is Rihanna and Muse. Yeah, um, another pairing where it's like the songs are so different to one another, <laughs> like very, very different vibes. Um, the Rihanna one is like kind of a diss song, which is great. Um, it, it could definitely go on like a volume two of like a breakup mix. Um, you know, she's just talking about like an ex showing up and and kind of like, you know, whining, complaining. She literally opens the song with you look so dumb right now <laughs> standing outside my house trying to apologize. <laughs> You're so ugly when you cry. So please just cut it out. And so her whole theme is like, take a bow and you're out, you know, like end the show. Um, which is just amazing. And of course, Rihanna is like just so talented. I, I have mentioned this before, but I've repeatedly watched her halftime show uh, from this last year's Super Bowl. And it is just excellent every time. So that's been awesome. Um, but the Muse version the Muse version, my goodness, like this opens up the album Black Holes and Revelations. It is probably like if we did another intro mix, uh, which I would love to do because that was a really fun one uh, where we picked like intros to albums. I think this one would win and be on that volume too, for sure, because it really does set the tone for what you're going to be listening to on the rest of the album. Um, such a great buildup, like you know exactly what you're getting into and I just have always loved Muse's ability to kind of mix uh, like synth and electronic with with like a rock sound. I, I feel like they were kind of early to do that. Um, and now a lot of bands do that and it's amazing. So this was really tough for me because I absolutely love both of these artists. But I think for this particular track, I'm going to go with Take a Bow by Muse. Is real music dying? What even is real music, and who are we to judge that? Well, my father is a lifelong musician, and together we've been making music for over a decade. In our new podcast, we dare to ask the urgent, the weird, and the deep questions, and we have a lot of wild stories to tell. No matter what genres you enjoy, whether you're a musician, a producer, or a listener, we invite you to discover unconventional perspectives on music. So tune in, and go follow Mad Makings of Music wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, I found the Muse song to be very unnerving. (laughs) 
It is, yes. <laughs> and what I loved about Take a Bow is, you know, you just kind of ran through the lyrics there, but now Rihanna's just sort of singing those words, right? You look so dumb right now. And this song really showcases her voice. And so I really appreciated that she had these lyrics that were kind of insulting, but she's just singing them the way, you know, she's, she's got such a beautiful voice. And something that sometimes doesn't get highlighted for her um, because, you know, she's got these more dancey kind of mixes or she's kind of rapping a little bit. And so um, I, I kind of appreciated that a little bit more. And I think I was just a little too unnerved by the Muse track. So I'm giving the win here to Rihanna. Okay. By the way, honorable mention. Okay. There, Madonna has a song called Take a Bow. <laughs> Oh, nice. <laughs> so I thought this was really funny on the on the mix. I just used a Madonna song. And then the title you picked for the next one was Take a Bow. Because I'm like, oh, and, and Madonna is a third song in there. That's awesome. Um, it, I don't think she beats either one of these songs with that one. But anyway, that was yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, well, more more controversy in my picks. More more disagreements. We'll see. <laughs> We'll see if we actually make it to the end of this mix or not. Um, <laughs> track eight, two, oh my God, like two very, very different tracks again. Um, two completely different genres, two groups. So it is I Get Around and the battles between Tupac and the Beach Boys. Yeah, how about this matchup, huh? Um, two songs with no overlap, right? Like the, yes. the Venn diagram here is completely different. I think most fans of the Beach Boys probably have not heard the Tupac version and vice versa. Um, but yeah, I mean, two heavyweight artists here, though, right? I mm -hmm. mean, Tupac and the Beach Boys. Yes. Um, so the Beach Boys song, this was their first number one song. And it was actually the first for an American group since the British invasion. So I thought that was really interesting. Like in late 19, I think it was 1963, you know, the Beatles had had hit the top of the charts here in the U.S. And them and a number of other British artists stayed atop uh, the charts. And then they were knocked off. Like the, the first American band to sort of retake the mantle here in the U.S. was the Beach Boys with I Get Around. Okay, so I thought that was really kind of uh, funny, pretty significant. Um, Tupac, this song um, is off his second album. He gets some help here by Shock G., and Money B from Digital Underground. And this one got all the way to number 11 on the charts. So super popular song. So both of these songs in their time were insanely popular songs. Um, I had a really tough time judging which one kind of gets the title out of this one. Um, but I ended up going with kind of the historical significance uh, of the Beach Boys song knocking off the uh the british invasion from from the top of the charts so i'm giving the win and this is a really close one i mean i got it like 10 9 on the cards here but i'm giving the win to the beach boys nice yeah this is a this is a tough one i went back and forth on this one as well um because as you mentioned i mean the beach boys track is like just a monster track i think most people are going to be familiar with it um I certainly love the song. Like it's just an instant nostalgic hit whenever I hit play. But like the Tupac version is just such a good song. Like it is, it's amazing. Like you really, really see his talent. Um, and you know, he absolutely like made such a long lasting impression on rap and and everything. So I think I'm gonna have to go the 
opposite direction and go like the 10 nine split, but in favor of Tupac in this one, because it's just such an amazing track, but not an easy choice at all. That's fair. You know, I can't be mad at you for that. Right. Like it's, it, this one's a real toss up. This one's it a is. real toss up and yeah. Um, all right. Well, battle number nine here, the title is run and it is snow patrol versus foo fighters. Yeah, I mean, I, I had to get Foo Fighters in somewhere um, just so I could declare them a winner. <laughs> you know, just be like, just a reminder, I really like the Foo Fighters. Um, but no, you know, I love Snow Patrol. I love that album. I've mentioned a couple of tracks from that album before. Um, and so it actually wasn't so easy for me because I again, I listened to that album start to finish a thousand times, um, every single track on it. And so this song in particular is, you know, thinking about like, this idea of like, if you just needed to run, like who would you take with you? Uh, I think this was produced, he wrote around the, the year 2000 or coming up to Y2K when that was very much like a thing. People thought that like this might be the end of the world. Um, and so it's inspired from that place. But the Foo Fighters song, you know, just I think has, it's a better like song to title, you know, like let's not call it a ratio, but basically when trying, it's like lines up more um, because it's a very high energy song. It's also, you know, about like kind of running for your life, escaping a reality you don't like anymore and like wanting to do something new. And it's a much heavier sound for Foo Fighters like than than what they normally produce. Like it's it's almost metal like, uh, especially with like, the screaming verses and stuff. So um, a little bit different for them and one that I like play all the time and absolutely love. So I'm going to go with the, the Foo Fighters here, but it wasn't as easy as as you might think. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this one was a little easier pick for me uh, amongst your two songs. I feel like, uh, or amongst your battles, um, the Foo Fighters one kicks in with the drums and, and I really like, uh, you're right. It's a heavier sound, but I really appreciated that. And then in contrast to the Snow Patrol song, I kept waiting for that one to kind of kick in a little bit. It, it felt like it kept building and building and building and then it ends. And I'm like, why didn't we get that kind of bass drop or, or right. something to kind of sort of take it in a different direction? And so that's where uh, I gave Foo Fighters the uh, the the decided edge on this one. I, I really enjoyed that one uh, a lot more. So uh, win win goes to Foo Fighters here. All right, track number ten here. The next battle, um, one where I have a very clear winner, and I'll let you guess, listeners, which one I'm going to go with uh, before I tell you. But it is the track is summertime. And the battles between DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince versus Kenny Chesney. Again, I, I love the fact that these artists are so different um, and have these two songs of the same title. I really just wanted to pick two songs that I thought Samra wouldn't like and put them on the mix too. <laughs> so <laughs> kind of going for that. <laughs> um, all right. DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince in the early 90s. Monster hit with the song Summertime. And then a good 20 years later or so, Kenny Chesney comes out with Summertime and had a big hit, uh, at least on the country charts, um, for him as well. They um, both thematically are kind of the same thing. They're presenting their view of, hey, here's what here's what I like to do in the summer. Okay, I will admit I can probably relate a little bit more to Will Smith than I can Kenny Chesney, right? Like my summers are not going to the lake and hit the jet skis and all that, right? Summers growing up, it was a little bit more hanging out at somebody's house, playing basketball, all the things Will Smith talks about. Okay, here's the other thing I'm going to ding Kenny Chesney on. You who's kind of a trash drink, okay? <laughs> like 
whatever it is it's not chocolate milk it's just sort of chocolate flavored water right and like i don't know how they've stayed in business for this long but he gives a lot of love to YooHoo, and i'm sorry i've got no love for YooHoo. all right just give me a chocolate milk or a chocolate milkshake okay so i'm giving dj jazzy jeff and the fresh prince the win okay uh by, pre- by a pretty good pretty good margin too <laughs> you who is in that category of like drinks that aren't really what they are uh similar to like sunny d <laughs> do you remember sunny d like yeah sunny delight it's like right. oh, okay is this orange juice no what is it <laughs> it's, it's a citrus drink like and then you read the the ingredients and it's like got multiple citrus and <laughs> it's like get out of here yeah i don't know what it is uh it's a it's a product of the 90s and we'll just leave it at that <laughs> It's just a, a magical little relic. Um, yeah, I, I went, this was like an easy win for me. I went DJ Jazzy Jeff Fresh Prince um, only because it just, that one to me, even just in the vibe, I feel like I'm like, yes, like this is much more kind of summer for me um, versus the the Kenny Chesney version, which does feel a little like idyllic, you know, like it's, it's very kind of stereotypical country, like. Um, you know, summertime experiences, which to your point, like none of those things really applied to me. I was not hidden a lake with my family or anything. It was like, <laughs> like, oh, cool. Now I can play eight hours of uninterrupted GoldenEye on my Nintendo 64. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kenny Chesney couldn't get that to rhyme with anything. But I mean, that was definitely part of his life. It's yeah. the only problem. <laughs> All right, battle uh, number 11 here. The title is Happy. We've got NF versus Pharrell Williams. Yeah, two completely different takes uh, on, a, on a track titled Happy. Um, you know, both both kind of tackling happiness, let's say. Um, this, is, <laughs> this is off of NF's like, most recent album. It's one that I've just had on repeat. I love it. I, I love, like, the honesty in a lot of his lyrics. I think, like, he he's just an amazing lyricist. Like, he he writes with with a lot of sincerity. Um, he's very open about his struggles, talks a lot about dealing with, like, his fears and and everything like that, and especially that has come with, with fame uh, from his talent. So I, this really was not, despite how different these songs are, this was, like, actually a really hard one for me to pick a winner on because... I give NF a lot of points for, again, just like what he does really well, which is just sing the truth and and sing a lot of things that can be very relatable to people, especially people suffering from depression or anxiety or any of the things that um, are common themes in his songs. Um, but then you got the Pharrell Williams version, which is just like the probably the happiest song on the planet. You know, like it would go on that list. Like it's so dancey. It's like a song that just kind of instantly puts a smile on your face. It exudes joy and happiness. It's so contagious. Uh, great earworm. It was actually the song I chose to walk out to on at a pitch competition um, way back in 2015. Um, we all got like intro songs and I picked happy because that was like very much the vibe of like what I was going to pitch. And so it was really fun to kind of have that be my intro song. Um, so for that reason and and the other ones, that, you know, I'm going to go with the Pharrell Williams version because I just think it matches you know, what you probably want from a song titled Happy. Um, but it was really, really tough for me to pick uh, for all the reasons I had just explained. So I thought NF, like this was a great effort in this battle, right? Like this was actually, I had not heard his song before. Obviously, everyone's heard the Pharrell Williams song before. So at, on paper, I was like, okay, it's going to be a blowout. 
But like, I was like, oh, wait, okay, no, I really like this song by NF, right? But at the same time, then then Happy by Pharrell Williams starts, and I'm like, you know, immediately in the best mood, <laughs> just listening to it. Yeah, You're right, might be the happiest song of all time. My kids love it. I think 50 years from now, people are still going to be listening to it. So it, it's one of those, hey, look, NF, great job, great effort. You're, you're punching above your weight here. And uh, for all, Williams took you down. But I mean, admirable effort in the loss. Absolutely, yes. This is any SEC weekend game that you want to watch. It's so uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> this is like Vanderbilt going to Auburn and like only losing by two touchdowns. It's like, right. hey, man, like, look, that's a good result. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you should be proud of what you've done out there. Um, all right. So our last our last pairing here. The track is "Get Back" and the battles between. <laughs> Ludacris and the Beatles. Yeah, I mean, this had to be the heavyweight battle, the main event. <laughs> yes. Okay. I mean, I don't even know what to say. Like, just the fact, like, when I discovered that these two had this this in common, I, I was just, I was so excited about this because I love this Ludacris song. Right? Like, this was yeah. part of a whole string of hits he had across like two or three albums where it was just hit after hit after hit by him. Um, he got the number 13 on the top 100 with this one, but then, I mean, the Beatles track, I mean, they made a whole documentary about the making of this album, including the song, uh, get back was number one for five weeks. It was number one in multiple countries around the world. Um, you know, the recorded version. Now you get the, uh, you had a little conversation between Lennon and McCarthy beforehand and, and afterwards, just kind of the spoken word stuff, which is kind of fun as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just don't know how I can pick the ludicrous one in this one. It's got to be the Beatles. So so the Beatles wins this one, but this one is just an all-out brawl. Like, this one goes 12 rounds. We go to the cards, and, and the Beatles win. <laughs> Wow, I I had this as an early win for Ludacris. So, um, <laughs> and this was what I was alluding to earlier in the mix. I was like, Ludacris gets a win, so I had to give Alicia Cara a win. I couldn't have him win both. <laughs> um, and and here's here's why. Number one, like love this track by Ludacris. Like this also was a reminder of like you're right. Like he had so many good hits for a, a while there. Like he was just on the radio constantly, and everyone was talking about him. I saw him live at concert. It was incredible. Like great great showman um this was even before he began his amazing career in the fast and furious films which you know listener we love on the show um so there's that that reason why i I picked the ludicrous one as an easy one the other one is because like come on dude this shot this song despite what the beatles have said is like so racist (laughs) it's got to be racist you know like literally it's like get back get back from once you belong like come on like get back to where you once belong. And they're like, no, 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 it's not racist. We're actually talking. It's like the opposite of racism. And it's like, what? <laughs> that does not come through in those lyrics at all. They did. Yeah. They did frame it as like kind of a protest song, kind of echoing the words, you know, they, they were on, they said they were mocking the words of kind of a politician at that time who was very anti-immigration. So right. yeah, they ag- agreed. Like they probably could have presented it a little better, you know, yeah. I want yeah. I wanted some kind of uh, you know some kind of explanation here. Maybe at the top they should have been like, oh, like by the way, we are just pretending to be 
you know, anti-immigrants, uh, anti-immigration, just for the, the sake of it, just for the sake of conversation. But I don't know. That doesn't come through for me. Um, there's there's no there's no explanation. Okay. Here. I'm just lost. Right. So I mean, I also love the town of Tucson, Arizona. So I have to give credit to the Beatles for including <laughs> Tucson in the mix there. <laughs> shout out to all our listeners in tucson we'll come to a live show there all right well there we have it not without controversy okay our first ever battle mix okay with same title different songs um you know we may have to put up like an instagram post here and let the uh let the users kind of vote on some of these to see which one comes out on top um but in order to participate you got to follow us on instagram at super awesome mix uh we've got plenty of mixes for us to work on so we'll get to that. And for Samron, this is Matt, and we'll see you next time. Super Awesome Mix is brought to you by DLM. Make shopping easy with DLM, the one-stop shop for all your casual clothing needs. Shop DLMSupplyCo.com and use the promo code AWESOME at checkout to save 15% off your first purchase. That's dlmsupplyco.com.